This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions, so be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Oh, hey guys. Hey. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Welcome. So, we have a bunch of things going on today. A bunch. A bunch. I guess the first and foremost is we have a very special announcement to make. It kind of has to do with you guys, but not really, but it has everything to do with you. And that's, tell them, Alex. We are opening a second location of our beauty studio. We're opening a second True Beauty Brooklyn, guys. Yeah. It's still in Brooklyn. It's in Greenpoint. We're super excited, and we just wanted to announce it here because we can do it because of you guys, because you guys are telling all of your friends about us, and we've gotten super busy at our first location, and so we just, we got to hire bitches, and we got to bring... Speaking of. Yes. Oh, speaking of. So, if you a bad bitch... Are you an esthetician? And you want to come hang out with us, and when I say come hang out, I mean work real hard, meet beautiful babes, make them beautiful, browse... All the th- you guys know what we do. You listen. You know what we do. Yeah. Email us. Email us. Please put the subjects line. Heard y'all bitches. We're open a second location. Just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> email us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. Put the subject line. I guess estheticians for I don't know. Put something that you want a job. Because coming into that email <laughs> address for a job, we'll know that you guys came from the podcast. Yeah. And yeah, we were so fucking excited. It's kind of the biggest news around. Alex can never call me her boss again. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Happy. We're opening the second location together. Together. Partners. Yay. She's got a black husband now, guys. Dead. 
tell her that all the time. Uh, you know, legally binding. I love legally. it. Legally. So that's number one. Number two is we have an incredible interview for you guys today. We are speaking with an absolutely incredible woman. Her name is Aseki LaFrance Seicherie, and she is a Navajo, Diné, Afro, Indigenous woman. And she's also a beauty bad bitch. She's really cool. She's so cool. She's building an incredible indigenous, all-inclusive brand. So it isn't just for indigenous people. Obviously, it's for everybody. But she's really just here to represent what it is to be indigenous, an indigenous person. What it is to be an Afro-indigenous person, you know? And we just had such an incredible conversation that spanned so much spanned beauty, heritage, inclusion, America, Canada. <laughs> no, but honestly, like we just we covered so much in this conversation and I really, really loved it. And she taught me so she taught both of us so much. A shit ton. A shit ton. More she's than very, she's smart. Yes. She's really I you guys will love this chat. I mean, she's just left us at a loss for words. I feel like that yeah. says a lot about who you guys are about to listen to because you Truly. know that we don't shut the fuck up ever. So you guys please enjoy our conversation with the gorgeous Asiki LaFrance Seicherie. And let us know what you think. We can't wait to know. Hello, I am Aseki Bot LaFrance Sashri. I'm gonna introduce myself in Dene. I am from the Water Edge people, born for the African American people. My maternal grandfather's clan is the Cliff Dwelling people. My paternal grandfather's clan is the African American people. I am from Bishbito, Arizona, located on the Great Dene Nation. My four clans, my origins, my ancestors on both sides define me as a proud, unapologetic Dene black woman. And I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I uh, love that. You sounded like a radio personality, (laughs) right? Yes. No, in a great way. Like someone who felt so comfortable to just be like, yes, it's me, bitches. I love that you took it as a radio personality because I was going to say the same thing. You sound like a bitch who knows who you are. Yeah. You sound like somebody (laughs) who knows who you are. And it's beautiful. It's, it's, I'm still discovering myself. (laughs) Most of us are. So I love when, especially a woman comes on and just is like, this is who I am. Oh yeah, this You're is welcome. me. You're welcome. Hello, world. <laughs> like, you asked. <laughs> I love it. So, will you tell? So us- many history there already. So know, much history. So, there. I know. Holy I know. Shit. Where do we start? So, I'm excited to have you on. Obviously, this yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day. Happy mm-hmm. Indigenous Peoples Day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we, as in the podcast, are trying to just bring in so many different voices from so many different backgrounds and truly make a multicultural community. But I think especially as a black woman who is a descendant of slaves, I was Mm -hmm. so thrilled to find you and your brand and find another person who calls America home in a different way than a lot of most other Americans. Most other people, you know, chose to come here one way or another. Some of us were from here. Some of us were taken to here. And you are a beautiful combination of both. So... Yeah, let's open up, I guess, where we open up with most of our stories. So would you tell us a little bit about your childhood, where you grew up, and, and um, yeah. 
Take us through the journey wherever you'd like to start. We're going back to 1990. (laughs) (laughs) I was, right? Party 1990. I'm a res kid, you know? I'm Native and I'm Black. And and to this to this world now it's like okay it's great to be native now because you know all eyes are on us mm-hmm. but the world don't understand it's like it's still so much more history and so much education needs to be done mm-hmm. and it's not always good to be native and black i feel like because <laughs> being from two strong histories and cultures that still needs a lot of healing mm-hmm. you know so it's not just to be commercialized and but it's also to be celebrated so, like I said, I'm a definition of a certified res kid. And that being said, I am from the Dene Nation, so the Navajo Reservation. I am a proud product from my reservation. I was born in a Indian Health Service Hospital, so it's called IHS. And I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. My mom is Dene, and my dad's black. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, what is this? What did they create? It? The official native boss, babe. <laughs> <laughs> little that the world knew um and I grew up on the reservation um and like I always say it's good and bad Mm -hmm. you know but I've learned to always turn negative into positive even though it's you know really rough I grew up on the my reservation is the largest Mm -hmm. in the entire country so we're the, the the Navajo reservation the Navajo nation the Navajo tribe itself is the largest tribe federalized recognized tribe in the country mm-hmm. so we cover arizona new mexico and utah i would say colorado but we ain't gonna go there mm-hmm. um and our reservation is the size of like west virginia okay um the wow. world no yeah it's yeah. baby is big yeah within all of those four states that you just named correct wow. wow correct and um it was it's beautiful i grew very traditionally i'm from a very traditional family so i can speak read write my Denen language at the same time i balance you know my blackness my dad's from louisiana um new iberia new orleans mm-hmm. so yes. we're from down south my family's from new orleans too awesome ninth ward <laughs> my other sister is from New Orleans and just this morning I was texting her like girl I miss you I was like I'm gonna talk to you later today so New Orleans love it continue sorry yeah (laughs) so growing up you know we live in a traditional hogan while our house was being built uh it's a called hogan it Mm -hmm. has it's a one room eight-sided dwelling Third floor, no running water, no electricity. Mm-hmm. And wow. baby, it was hard. And wow. little backstory, my dad played professional football. So we were very blessed to be able to adapt to res life and to the outside world. Did you split your time between the two yes. worlds? Wow. Yes. How did your parents meet each other? Oh, they met in college. They met at um, Eastern Arizona University. And that's where they met. Yeah, back in the 80s. And, um, yeah, they've just been together since then. Um, I love it. They're still together. So yeah, My parents girl. are divorced, and so are, like, ev- all my friends' parents. So I'm always shocked when people's parents are still oh, together. Oh, yes. They, so they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not my mom. My mom's like, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's awesome. So so your dad was a professional football player. Mm-hmm. Your mom's native. Yes. So your mom's family's on the reservation. Correct. Your dad, did he have – so since they met in college – they kind of came up together. Correct. So did he, like, what was kind of that like for you? Did he always want to live on the reservation or? Oh, he had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, know, we know who has the yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But no, it was, um, in that time, it, it was very, um, 
Marinal said the race wasn't right, mm. you know, so they hit a lot of a lot of brick walls, and especially, you know, being, you know, our tone. Right. It was even like a big no-no. Right. Um, so they faced oh, a so lot. They faced a lot, but they stuck it through. And, and my mom, especially building this brand, right, mm-hmm. and, grow, and raising three, you know, the black woman. Yeah. And I can't imagine how they did it, but it's hard. And just navigating life as a Native Black woman is hard, right. too. But growing up, I didn't see color, I ain't going to lie to you, because my dad's teammates were all from nas- different nationalities. Totally. And I didn't experience racism until I went to school at five years old, and I found out I was black. Right. <laughs> wow. It was weird. Yeah. It was a huge culture shock for my own totally. self. But it was like, wow, your own people call you black? What? Well, no, I've seen this tweet before, this Twitter thread, and it was kind of sad. The internet is interesting because on one hand, it's like it bring it, it makes me feel like I'm part of a, a greater community because I grew up, I was the only black person in town. So it f- makes me feel connected but also still saddens like the thread was when when did you realize that you were black at what age did you realize that you were black five years oh my first day of school my parents were always so (laughs) like so proudly black so it's different to know your history but then to have somebody else pointed out to you and be like oh shit you guys know too like i thought this was something we talked about in my household like y'all know that i'm black also i'm different okay all right it's a, it's a little shocking. It's shocking for a child when you because when you're a kid, you're just a kid. You just are what you are, and your friends are what they are. So you don't know any different. But I do want to sort of swing back to something else that you were speaking of, because, you know, Native people and Black enslaved people have such a tangled a tangled history in this country because Native people helped a lot of Black people escape slavery. Native people helped a lot of people along the Underground Railroad. You know, our hair, like the reason that, one of the reasons we do cornrows is, one, we would plant seeds in our hair, learned that from natives. Two, is that we would create like uh, constellations and maps within those cornrows so that we knew where the fuck we were going, how to get from the South to the North, like these incredible pieces of history that are so beautiful, but also I'm, to me, Again, like I'm, I'm a you know descendant of slaves, so I always felt a kinship to Native people. And also, I'm not gonna lie, my mama always said that we were Cherokee. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> so I was like, yes. yeah, we're black, you know, we're black Native. But I don't, I, I certainly don't have the same history as you do. I really only have history as being a black woman in this country. But I guess it saddens me that the two are separated, and surprises me that the two are separated. And I love that you are a product of our history of our shared history it's beautiful thank you and it it's a huge responsibility Mm -hmm. you know and it took time building a brand that truly connects native community and the black community Mm -hmm. you know growing up it was like i had to juggle between two worlds Mm -hmm. seamlessly yeah. And at the same time, balance it at the same end on time, mm-hmm. you know, for a five-year-old to figure yes. that out. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I was like, Mom, what you do? It's a lot. It's so <laughs> it's much to, to carry. And you don't realize that as a child. It's that, like, you start to realize how heavy that is for five-year-olds oh, when you okay. realize what it is that you've been carrying for all of these years. Exactly. Yeah. And little that I, that's why I say, like, I was born to do this mm-hmm. you know i was born to live this life even though it was hard mm-hmm. you know even though i felt like you know it was i'm a human punching bag it's like to say mm. you know i truly built this company to truly unite the world through the power of beauty mm-hmm. you know and bring an authentic brand 
into the industry with an authentic voice and authentic spirit and not just pushing product, 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 product. Mm -hmm. Because in my speech, I said at the Indigenous People's Day in New York on Sunday, I said to... Wait, wait, you're just going to graze over that? In the, in the speech I said? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah, I just, like, made this random speech. Right. Right. I don't know, but just, like, call them, me from the audience. Why don't you tell us all? Tell Definitely. us why you're being honored. Please, please share with us your honor so we can cheer you. Come on. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was uh, was selected to speak at the Indigenous People's Day in New York here mm. on uh, Rondell. Rodell's Island? Randall's Island. Randall's Island, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, the my, my message was, you know, who does Asha Beauty represent? And I told everyone to, you know, raise your hand, look at your hand, look at your palms. I said, which means the five-finger beans. I said, when you turn the other side and look at the back of your hands, I said, Asha Beauty represents which means all five-finger beans of all shades of skin. Mm. And I say rice. Mm. I said skin. The brand alone, it's, you know, it's, it's alive. You know, and I really, really, really push authenticness because that's what's missing in this world. Mm -hmm. True human connection, true, you know, uniting the people, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing people as people Mm -hmm. and not just dollar signs. Totally. Because I can't be a brand by myself. I'm a brand with the people and they hit the netbot, which means this for the people. Mm So it, it is it is hard because, you know, there's so much diversity mm-hmm. that the world is slowly understanding. Mm-hmm. And we are living in a world of um, th- division. Mm-hmm. That ain't no joke, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like in our face. And the Native community, you know, we've been colonized bad. Mm-hmm. So when they see a black Native, they're like, what's up with her? Mm-hmm. You know, she's not Native. You know, so yeah. I deal with colorism. Right. And then in the black community, you know, we have colorism too. A hundred percent. But we're we're progressing, you know. Yeah. We're we're embracing all shades of blackness. Yes, yes. And uh so we just gotta catch up with the native community, like come on y'all, catch yeah. up now, understand there's different shades of native people. Yes. Because we are on our reservations. We do see the outside world being you know, living on the reservation. We do see everything everything that's happening Mm -hmm. but we are mindset wise we're sometimes still stuck in this is the native way blood quantum and all this stuff it's like no will you tell us what it's like living on the reservation because i don't know anything about it and my ignorant ass was just like oh it's just they live like us but just this is protected land or something along those lines and it sounds like it certainly isn't that so will you just tell us about the lifestyle and what it's like Give us a vision. Bring us there. Okay. So imagine like the Midwest, if y'all went to the Midwest or, you know, like countryside. Mm -hmm. For most, for my reservation, it's like that. It's just Mm -hmm. big open spaces with tons of beautiful landscape that is just created by God. It's just amazing. And we're just surrounded by nature, by Mm -hmm. Mother Earth. And we have a few little stores here and there. You know, we my reservation has um, a three-system branch. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just run, like, within a nation, within another nature, nation. Oh, yeah, okay. so it's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. So we have our own laws, our own house, you know, our councilmen and mm-hmm. our own president and a judicial system. So we, like, it's... 
it's a hot mess sometimes but uh we're we're doing it (laughs) we're doing it um but everybody's just very rural it's a very rural area you know Mm -hmm. it's very untouched Mm -hmm. versus you know here the opposite it is the opposite but there are some reservations here Oh. In New York and Long Island, really? You don't. You won't even know you're in a reservation uh, because yeah. it's just like what we're in a re- on the res. Yes, you are. Wow. So this is another reason why this brand is so important is because we get to open up the rest of the world's eyes to see like you. In a way, all this was a reservation. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We're on native land Look, everywhere I, here. Everywhere. Yes. I remember being a kid and saying like, "Where did we get these names? Massachusetts? What the fuck is that?" And somebody, some white girl, was like, "Oh, it's a native." Like, just said it so. Oh, it's a native name. Uh huh. And I was like, "There's something fucked up about that." <laughs> like, it is. I, I couldn't know. put my finger on it, but there's something fucked up about that. You know like, what's interesting? The other day, I was. Ta- I wish I could remember this conversation better, but I was talking to a client. But I guess I mentioned, oh, I remember learning about X Y Z when we did like. Native American studies in elementary school. And she's like, you learned about Native Americans in elementary school? And I was like, yeah, didn't everyone? No, it turns out they didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Maybe because I grew up on Long Island. I also was like, I think our uh, school system was very progressive in a lot yeah. of ways, even though probably a lot of parents would hate to know that. Yeah. A lot of conservative people. But we did a lot. I mean, I did all these projects on different tribes. I'm not saying that that gave me a full grasp on what that meant, but... Some she level had of not, awareness. Yeah. Some and level of awareness of the Also, of the we were living on, I mean, yeah, places on Long called, Island. Yeah, like, places Nantucket. Or what, what, like, what are the names of Long Island? Oh, I mean, uh, Setauket, yeah. Patchogue. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Native Half Native, the towns yes. there are, you know. Native names, yeah. Um, but My ass was like, is that German? Massachusetts, where's that from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no clue. No clue. It's, it's sad. But I just thought that that really blew my fucking mind. I'm still naive to like so much of this because I was like, wait, you never learned about... We would go to like the North Shore of Long Island. That's where a lot of tribes had settled. And, you know, we'd paint our... I've talked about this before. Where we've like used these rocks. We, we'd put water on them and then put paint on our faces and our teachers were like, this is what they did, you know, all these years ago. And I was like, you didn't do that in <laughs> elementary school. Well, I mean, this is a different... But it blew my mind that that was never, that not everyone totally. learned about, that they existed at least. Awesome. That's a whole nother level of cultural appropriation. Like, what like, the Let's fuck? put the mud on our face. This is what they used to oh do. Oh my God, for but, sure. And then like, but and like that's it. There like, was no reason right, for exactly. it. We just did it. Right. They, at least there was like, a, they, they admitted that these exactly. things existed, right? And yeah. that's more than the, any any other schools. Like, my husband is in Houston. No, we learned none of it. He didn't even know we existed. This is what they're trying to do and not to turn, not to make this a political podcast. It obviously isn't, but when people talk about critical race theory, this is what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yes. It's not about saying, you did this to us. It's uh, just say this happened at least exactly. show that this happened it's not about blame i don't give a shit i know who's to blame <laughs> that's not i'm joking but <laughs> let's just admit that these things happen so we can move forward so we can move forward like exactly. we just want to like look. maybe on long island they were like fuck we got all these names of these towns like copeg and right <laughs> they're like i guess like, we got to talk about it a little Germanic, bit so <laughs> right right yes but anyway Sorry, i was just pointing out that i didn't know that not everyone yes. learned about yes yes, yes. your people yes yes, yes. And there's like 500 of us, so who can? <laughs> right? Honestly. But uh, that's Honestly. that's the power of technology. That's the power of what's happening now and the rise of indigenous empires, I like to say. Mm. Because each of us native businesses, um, and mine alone, 
you know, we're we're trying to just show that, you know, we all mm-hmm. we all heard representation matters, mm-hmm. you know, it really does. Yes. But, you know, it's like a balance of capitalism, commercialism, yes. commercializing your your tr- your culture and at the same time trying to protect it. Yeah. Like, OK, we can't commercialize it. I'm trying to protect it. it, it it's a hard balance. It's a very hard balance. Because some people will take that check. Well, but and also it's like, look, we Yes, we're all of the time where we're really thinking about capitalism and talking about ways to dismantle it, which whatever. My ass is a realist. I don't think we're going to be dismantling capitalism anytime Mm-mm. soon. So let's play the game. Exactly. These people have been playing this game for a long time mm-hmm. and they're leaving breadcrumbs for the rules. Mm-hmm. So we can shape, we can change the rules a little bit. We can adjust the rules because look, they do all the goddamn all time, the time, right? So why can't we? And yep. why can't we? And why can't we through that build the world that we want to see? Do you know? Exactly. And it's time, you know, I'm done waiting. I am done. You know, so are the people, girl, the people like the dollars. That's what, sorry to cut you off. That's what makes me so mad is it's a bad fucking business decision. It's bad business. There are so many people. The fact that there isn't an an Indian of the country, India, the fact there aren't like Indian beauty brands for a billion fucking Indian people pisses me off because it's bad business. Like, what are you people thinking? We want to buy. Like, we are a generation of people that have the money and the education to buy the shit that we want if you would make it for us. Just fucking make it. Exactly. Just people like you on, girl, because she's making it for you. us. I got you. I got you. I got you. And we're, we're growing every single day. And we're growing, you know, slowly and organically. And I choose that route because I get to make these real connections. I get mm-hmm. to share the story. So it's not just another brand. Like, this is the next time it's iconic beauty brand in the world. Yes. You know? Yeah. So watch out, world. We coming. Yes. But um, it, it's just really bringing the culture. It's really just... Sharing storytelling is like we're the OGs of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, indigenous yes. people, we, we we tell some stories, <laughs> but uh, but that years. makes it so much better. Yeah. You know, it gives the brand so much more life that everybody can connect to. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not just a brand just for the native people or the black people community. It's like I'm for everybody. Yeah, you know, I'm for well, the entire American, world. Right? right? It's like it's like look, it doesn't. Somebody was saying on the other on the other on another podcast that I was listening to, and they were speaking about the difference between solidarity and like allyship. Because mm-hmm. allyship can sound a little, and I hadn't thought of this before, but they were saying allyship can sound a little like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I want to help you guys. Like I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas solidarity is like, look, I don't necessarily understand your struggle. I might not even necessarily agree with your struggle, but we are standing solid against them, motherfuckers. Exactly. Because we don't like them, and we do understand them and you mm-hmm. hate them and i hate them so let's stand <laughs> together in solidarity against them exactly and that's like really i think the crux of like what we need to start to acquire within our gen z millennial selves is just like solidarity you don't have to understand a hundred percent you you can make mistakes even exactly <laughs> you know exactly. and we won't cancel you but like we need to be on the same like solid yes a solid wall against the other motherfuckers exactly and it's again like we go back to like it's time that we do this but it's like how like what does that look like yeah you know like where there's no roadmap of dismantling this whole world that we're in you mm-hmm. know as much as we want to but as like we're, like no wait, let that world just keep playing out and let's just rebuild yeah you know it's just yeah, like there's not- no use trying to fix something that's already broken like mm-hmm. that one is just you can't fix a broken egg like it's done <laughs> like it is done like we just need but to just make an omelet 
we can, but you know, but it's not, for me, I'm like talking about like a shell. I'm not putting it together. You're 100% right, but Mm-mm. in the same metaphor, but what can we take from that broken egg? Oh, yeah. Is we'll we can make, make an, an omelet. A nice, a nice you omelet, too. We can add all these fixings. Exactly. Exactly. Some hot bell peppers. Some hot sauce. We <laughs> some bell peppers. Do you know what I mean? You're right. The, the eggshell is never fucking coming back. Mm-mm. But what do we have now? Delicious exactly. omelet. Exactly. Everybody likes omelets. You know what I mean? <laughs> That sounds protein. Right now. Gets your brain going. Right. <laughs> I like this metaphor. I like this a lot. <laughs> okay, so we kind of skipped over something very important, and we just started talking about your brand. So will you, one is I know that you're a businesswoman, besides just having a beauty brand, which you're going to tell us about, you also have a coffee shop, and then you mm-hmm. also have a salon, right? Um, it's actually not really a salon, it's a studio. Okay. So um, kind of the same thing. Well, we're the first Native American beauty brand to ever do this, to open up a physical location in the country. Oh, wow. Before pandemic, you yeah. know. It's pretty big. History right there. We opened two, one on the reservation and one off. Oh, wow. And I did that because we need representation on both sides. I want to make sure that the very first storefront flagship is on my reservation Mm -hmm. to make a mark in the beauty industry and beauty history that you know we did it we didn't you know i chose i could have put it anywhere and probably make millions real quick Mm -hmm. but i'm like nah 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 nah. i need it be done here because my economy at home needs help it's struggling Mm -hmm. it's red 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 like blood red Mm -hmm. like so bad it's like oh god y'all pray for us um so it's my job to help stimulate my economy at home to help create jobs and that's what this brand's really about it's a tool for me to help my people on and off the reservation because Mm -hmm. there's natives here in new york so when that day comes when your girl's on madison or fifth ave you know i got my office you know somewhere up here like it's gonna be bomb but the world's gonna see indigenous people Mm -hmm. when i say and people period Mm -hmm. because i can't build this and run this all by myself and that's what the world needs to understand is like you know the next time it's native beauty brand it's going to be run by the people Mm -hmm. you know and our our allies <laughs> but if you want you know the real ones will understand yeah um definitely in the coffee line lasatch coffee everyone's like how why did you bring coffee why did you bring makeup like oh uh, let me see name me one beauty guru without a coffee in her hand <laughs> true wow like, oh. as alex brings her coffee exactly. slowly to her lips <laughs> exactly we gotta have our beauty products yeah we, we gotta, gotta have our coffee yeah, we, we gotta, gotta run stay the world caffeine. Yes. caffeinated and, and we have an amazing we have amazing teas and that took a long time to build too and we're, i mean i just like to break barriers honestly mm-hmm. i feel like you know if they can do why can't we yeah. and then like the coffee bean itself you know it's actually indigenous wow you know it's you from south america so I was right, like, right 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 means in africa like everyone we all this, right mm, how do you think starbucks got coffee yeah <laughs> yeah 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 yes where's yes. the coffee shops it's in it's in Winter Rock, so it's in my store. So I had to like remodel my entire store, yes. and um, so I ha- it's half my coffee shop and it's half my my storefront. That's awesome. And yeah, we get to sell both. We um, sell our coffee beans and our co- ground coffee and our K cups. Yes, yes. and espresso pods. Coming sure. this. Um, Shit, I need to yes. go back to Arizona. I was in Arizona a few years ago. What? No, I need to go back. Where? I, go back for sure. I went to um, 
I'd never Sedona. been before. I went to Sedona. I went to Flagstaff and I did the Grand Girl, Canyon. Girl, you were just like three hours from me. Really? And my friend I was with loves to drive. We could have. <laughs> <laughs> she drove our asses everywhere. It wasn't me. Oh Next time, please, 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 please hit me Oh my up. God, wait. We might have to do like a long weekend trip. We have to because I need to see the Grand Canyon and all these things. You I do. need to be. I need to be like humbled by nature. I like those oh, yeah. moments of being, yeah. of being just like, that you're shit not will shit, humble you. Oh you're yeah, like, real yeah, quick. Yeah. That Grand Canyon be like, okay, I'm not that big no more. I know. Yeah. No, I need to I'm see nothing. it because I remember one of my friends was like, you know, I always thought the Statue of Liberty would be bigger. It's not that big of a deal. And I was like, that's unacceptable. That's it's not the size of it. That's in- <laughs> but it's also it's just like unacceptable. But I feel like the Grand Canyon, nobody could go and be like, eh, it's not that great. Although, yeah, no. you're, yeah, it's not that it's grand. True. <laughs> oh, it's grand. It's like, whoa, you yeah. know, it's, Something that you're going to have to experience yourself, I can't really put words yeah. to like describe that feeling because totally. it's like, wow, you know, we are, there's something greater than who we, than bigger than us. Yeah. For us, for something to be created like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Statue of Liberty, I don't know, I have a love-hate relationship going on. <laughs> yeah. Bear. Bear. Yeah. It's a love-hate relationship. Look, I didn't go through Ellis Island. Man. <laughs> so it's, I understand. Exactly. <laughs> Even that, I'm just like, oh my God, it's. It's beautiful too. Don't get me wrong, because like, okay, so I love Este. Okay, right? Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder. I and I love the story. Estee. I love, 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 love. I love the story of you me know too. how her parents were immigrants and mm-hmm. look what she created. One of the biggest beauty brands in the world. In the world. Yeah. If like, you people, you oh people, my God. listeners, if you guys don't know, like every major beauty brand is really under either Estee Lauder or, or L'Oreal. Every single beauty brand in the world, maybe not K, uh, the KKs yet, but that's mm-hmm. the goal, is to get acquired by these two beauty oh, yes. brands. So, and you're absolutely right. And she's a New Yorker. Exactly. In esthetician school, we learn about her. Oh, did you learn about her I didn't, but I remember you telling the story in the podcast, which I love. Oh, yeah. They had showed us a video on, like, the first day of esthetician school. Yeah. Just being like, all right, bitches, you want to know about beauty stuff? <laughs> We'll tell you a little Watch bit and just video. put on this video. And I yeah. was like, oh, shit, who knew? Because at... I was in my early 20s I thought of Estee Lauder as like my grandma's right. makeup you which know? yes but she's smart enough to be like okay we'll take uh-huh. you we'll take Fenty we'll take Le Labo mm-hmm. we'll take everything any like that's the goal it's the goal is to get acquired by one of those two major corporations they're, exactly. they're incredible yeah I love Estee yeah like if you know I'm not saying I'll sell it yet give yourself a couple you years know, you know but <laughs> if I was to pick okay fast forward it probably be a few billions. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, not yeah. one, not two, yeah. a few well, billions, yeah, <laughs> a few billions, <laughs> right? But it would be Estee, to yeah. be honest, because I love the brands that they they already inquire. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. they're iconic. Like yes. not like L'Oreal's cool. Yeah, you know nothing wrong <laughs> yeah. L'Oreal, but you know I feel like that's my heart would be Estee mm-hmm. if that, that if that when that moment comes. Yeah. It's when coming. that comes yes, but when when, when that comes existence. because that you know then the, it'll, it'll truly be timeless because mm-hmm. you know Estee you know the group will take good care of it totally yeah this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 
Will you tell us a little bit about, I, I heard on your podcast you were talking about sort of the difficulties navigating being a business owner because you're in a sovereign nation that are much, that's much greater than just like Alex and I who well, we already made the announcement at the beginning of this episode, but we're opening a second location. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Yeah. But it's like in, we're kind of just like coming up against all these stumbling blocks, right? It's in a historical landmark district. It's just all these things we didn't have to deal with with our first location. Mm-hmm. And as my boyfriend said, honey, New York City will bleed you try trying to get every penny they can for anything that you want to do. So, mm-hmm. and I, I can only imagine what it is that you have to deal with living in a sovereign nation. And I don't know how it works. Tell us all the difficulties. Ooh, where am I drink at? <laughs> I need a coffee, right? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But no, it's, um, how do I explain this? We're overly regulated in a system that's not made for us to thrive. Mm. Like red tape after red tape. Like it don't make no sense. But being the official native boss, babe, I don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm one of those like, why? Yeah. Can we find a solution? Yes. And, you know, luckily, luckily, you know, after persistence and, you know, being that the little old lady, like, I'm going to open a store here. Yes. And, you know, just pleading my case, like, you know what? I got to. We need to. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have a, we need representation in the native business world on our mm-hmm. own, on our reservation. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we going to stimulate the economy if we just continue to have these enterprises owned by non-natives continue to make money off our Is that our what homeland? usually oh, happens oh, right yes, now? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, no. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. unfortunately, but we're fixing that. Yeah. We're fixing that. But, you know, fast forward, after many years, we're able to open the storefront on in Windrock. That's our capital, the Navajo Nation. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's like the shopping center I'm in, you know, it's been there since like oh my god my mom was born <laughs> yeah the 60s so it's a yeah. really old old shopping center totally so it's not as uh, you know updated as i need it to be but you know that comes with the game like you had to put your money up to build something mm-hmm. and you know again i could have chose to build it anywhere but it was just like okay i rather break some barriers i'd rather make a bridge i'd rather help pave the road for the next native boss babe or the next native boss that's coming up mm-hmm. like it can happen and some people just need to see it because yes. like sometimes when i'm talking they're like when, when i was building this and i was talking about it people are like you're crazy it's not gonna happen yes but until they see it they're like oh that's what she was talking about right. like oh i'm a visionary you know well, but also it's hard to see and that's why pe- some people are visionaries right because they mm-hmm. can see it before it happens and for most people it's hard to see what doesn't exist. It's hard to see things when it's not there. And that you're absolutely 100% right. That's why visibility is so important. It's hard to imagine something that's never been done. Like the amount of great people, period. I'm going to say black people because that's, you know, those are my people. And so that's who I watch documentaries about, etc. Mm-hmm. But like the, the amount of time, like Quincy Jones, for example. Exactly. Quincy Jones, who like went and found the greatest uh, symphony teacher in the world in the world and went and learned from him and then came back because he wanted to compose a movie and steven spielberg god bless his soul whatever he said it he was like well i don't know can black people compose music Mm. and it's like because it's never been done before Mm -hmm. and it's like he's not a racist person you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he made the color purple for fuck's sake he made amistad for fuck's sake Mm -hmm. but he did those things and his words because he saw his own ignorance Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean because he was like what did they say? They said, oh, I don't know. Have you seen an alien drop down from the sky, E.T.? 
can a black person compose? But he had never seen it before. And so, you know, it's so hard to imagine. But until we see native black people creating their own brands on the reservation, Mm -hmm. doing it themselves, it's impossible to imagine that it could be possible. Exactly. And it it just needs to be done, you know, because growing up, there was not many native black public figures I had. I can't think of a single one. Was there anyone that you like? Mm, very rare you know very rare um they're just yeah there's really not that many Mm -hmm. so that's why it's another very it's very important now you know power technology um that our young younger generation because we all know is how it's very blended our world's very blended Mm -hmm. so being the face of my brand i get to show the young native black girls that hey you know you this could be you or you can, you know, use my story and navigate life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm going to tell you, it's still the same. It's still hard for you, too. But, you know, I'm hoping to make it better. Yeah. You know, again, I, I'm the human punch bag. Like, I just I'll, I'll take all the hits mm-hmm. so that my my children's and, and the future generation don't have to deal with this. They could just learn about all the pain that we are going through to the, today mm-hmm. and that they can just learn from it and not to repeat it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a lot of healing, yeah. um, but representation is very, very important, but it's just being, continue to be authentic. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep throwing authentic because like, because we, we, we know, yeah. we know there's some black, you know, black brands that will take that check first and yeah. they, they will be tokens. It's well, the same thing on the other side. Totally. Like, oh, I mean, I get it. People need, needs to live, you know, well, but, but also it's, it's, like, it's comfortable oh. to think that, that everybody, that there's a mono society. It's comfortable to think like, oh, all of these people are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. People aren't, you know, individuals with individual wants and needs and thoughts. It's easy to just have like this monotype of what this person looks like. And the more of us that keep popping up, that's like, well, she looks like this too. And she sounds like that too. And they look like this too. And they look like that too. It's suddenly we're this well-rounded dynamic individual. Oh my God, a, hu- a real human. Right. A real fucking human. Right. And it takes effort to sell to a real human. Exactly. <laughs> That's hard. Or to be like, oh, you're native? Yeah, native. I'm native, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, you, you don't look native. And I'm like, That's exactly yes. why I'm doing this. Yes. This is why I'm not, you know, trying to sign no vendor deals with any box stores right now. I refuse mm. to because I'm not trying to play that 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 card. Right. You know, I yes, I'm Oh, like native. right now because it's indigenous yes. people's month. And then just now yeah. the rise of native beauty yeah, and right and then we had um was a quana uh the um supermodel our native supermodel that was mm. at met gala oh, you know yeah. she's the first native woman to grace that wow the met gala and she you know she killed the it first the first i was like, God, first, was like how long the first native supermodel oh yes. well it's crazy because you said like i'd never she did um uh she did chanel she walked um in chanel this past week well, like, two weeks ago i'd never thought of native as an all-encompassing term because like race like race in this country is set up in such a way for slavery because like if you're black and you're Mm -hmm. white then we can pit each other against each other and then you don't have to break down you know where we each actually are from right it's Mm -hmm. easier literally easier if we're each black or white there's so many different types of indigenous Mm -hmm. people that like how is this the first exactly that part that's crazy that part and then um in harvard bazaar last year you know we got we were named Game Changer in the September issue. Yes! I'm so hey. excited. <laughs> and then the model that's in that same feature with me, um, her name is Kahara Hodge. 
and uh, Hudge, and she's native and black and uh, Hispanic, and so she's Navajo too from my reservation. So, oh, wow, we do have a few, you know, heavy hitters in the industry. Yes, but they're just not talked about. Right. So um, that's another reason why it's so important for building a brand because you know, it's just we need representation. Totally. Like it don't make no sense. Like yeah, we've been here way before these major box stores. Yes. And we're still here. Yes. And we're not going no dang on where. Yeah. But it's just like just putting your foot down like, nope, I don't want that deal. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep building and mm-hmm. believe me, I'll be ready. And then we're going to agree on my own terms. Yes. You know, yes. I like to use the same, this quote from Jay-Z. He says, um, he was talking about this song. He goes, um, you need me. I don't need you. Yes. For the whole like NFL thingy. And yes. now look at, he's running the dang on thing. It's true. So it's yes. kind of that like mentality, but you, we need people like him and like yes. Beyonce is that like, well, they own everything. Exactly. They, they've acquired enough. You know, I, I talk to people about this all the time because, and I'm so glad that you brought this up because it's really important to discuss is that power in this country, power comes from wealth and from ownership. And Jay-Z and Beyonce, somebody was like, oh, so-and-so is going to be the next Beyonce. And I was like, they're not going to be the next Beyonce because Beyonce and Jay-Z own Live Nation. They own Parkwood Entertainment, which is all of their music. They own Rock Nation. They own Tidal Streaming. They own, what else? Everything. Everything. But look, <laughs> they own the distribution. They own the tours. Mm-hmm. They own the masters. And mm-hmm. like, they own everything. And they own the... That they own Chloe and Halle, but like they own the, mm-hmm. the artist, and that's how you have power. That's why they can do whatever the fuck they want. That's why Beyonce is wearing that Tiffany's diamond, number four woman in the world ever, exactly ever, 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 and ever. There was a lot of controversy on that, and I'm like, for me, I'm like, oh my god. And we walked off. We were um, on Fifth Ave. At least she's from it. African ancestry. Exactly. At least she's that. Sorry at to least, cut you off. At but least I'm, the first person that touched that diamond since it came from Africa. Thank you. That's even close. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry and they still off, gave girl. up. They still, they still donated. I'm like, exactly. Oh, they're not all hate all them. And, <laughs> and, and, and notice everybody now suddenly knows who Basquiat is. Mm. Whole world knows who the fuck Basquiat is. Okay. You know. Okay. So come on, girl. You and me. I, I know. I got you. <laughs> I got you. But it's just like I see it. We both see it. Mm-hmm. You know, a bigger picture. Yes. You know, we need representation yes. in, at Tiffany's level. Mm-hmm. You know, and they did that. It yeah. was like a black king and queen right there representing. Yeah. It's and important. the power of love. Yes. Like, yes. man, like, how yes. do you not get that? Like, yes. come on, guys. They're I understand so it was taken, but we really want to talk about taking stuff. Like, honestly, <laughs> you really want like, to talk about taking stuff. Right now. Taking stuff. Yes, Y'all took the honestly. whole country from us. Like, come on now. Honestly, yes. Come on. Oh my goodness! Honest. Oh, we can okay. go on and on. Yes, but let's not. Let's get let's circle back <laughs> to positivity because I want you to tell the world about your brand. Let's talk about some of your favorite products. If nice, you have any nice. like hero products or like whatever it is that you love, love, love about this brand that you'd like to share with our audience. Okay. I'm excited to hear. Okay, yeah. so the name itself, Ash, means this is me. This is mine. So. And then um, Asha Beauty, you're saying this is my beauty. So mm-hmm. when you look yourself in the mirror, you don't see me. You see yourself. And I purposely did that so that to be a brand not like everybody else, I'm really here to help enhance one's natural beauty and just provide some amazing products. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, to encourage everyone to set their own beauty standards. Yes. Because for, you know, we already know it. We've been forced these standards down our throats. Yes. So I was like, nope. That's done. This is how I want to do this. I rock a no makeup makeup look. Mm-hmm. So my personal hero products that I cannot live without is actually not on the shelf yet. It's um it's my cream um 
foundation. It's okay. in a compact. I have the foundation stick, which is great and all, but I've been living for this thing on um, com compact. I, I love it. Um, my skinny brow pencil. Ooh. So I'm a trio. So I love my brows, so my skinny brow pencils, my go-to, my foundation stick. Mm -hmm. And soon we'll release the, um, the cream foundation in a compact. And honestly, really, my third one would be probably like my lip balm, but... My setting spray. I can't live without it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My little mister, spray. and that's it. And I wear frames. I love fashion frames, and I'm just a boss babe that's always on the move. And I, again, I purposely rock, rock a no-makeup makeup look because, you know, let's be real. We're in a world that, one, we're wearing our mask 24-7. Mm -hmm. um, that's not changing. And, you know, why not celebrate our natural features yes you know we don't need so much and also we're coming out of a pandemic i don't think that people are i think that the cool thing of coming out of a pandemic is everybody was forced to stare at their face for mm -hmm. hours and i think people are coming to terms with how coming to terms with how they look but also improving the things that like makeup can't fix because like when you're sitting at home we're not wearing most people aren't wearing makeup so the amount like our skincare business has improved so much mm -hmm. do you know our brow girl yeah, it's out of control. All the, the, of all the like things that you can do, but to make yourself look natural, like lash yes. lifts. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. It Naturally seems high maintenance, beauty. but it's really not. Mm -hmm. It's like these little things you can do. So I think a lot of people are embracing yes. the more like no makeup makeup yes. situation. Totally. I know I am. Girl. Yeah, I know. I think it's kind of it's fucking great. It's the best. It's, it's the greatest. It's amazing, <laughs> and we need to, we need this, especially for our young ones. Yes, because they're still influenced by yes. you know so many people on social media, mm -hmm. which is good and bad. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, look, Kylie Jenner looks fantastic she for did. a thirty-seven-year-old divorcee. Work. Wait, no, 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 not Kylie. That's no, a different Kylie. one. She's not a thirty-seven-year-old divorcee. Oh, oh my god, I'm dead. she looks fantastic. <laughs> For a 37-year-old divorcee. The girl's like 21. She's like 21. She right. said look, it. This she bitch said is, it. She said what she said. I know. She's I love not that. wrong. I'm like, I'm 31. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's not. And it's, look, I'm not trying to say that there's like, a oh, bad thing. Chloe. No, it just means she looks so old. She, she, yeah, I think she that makeup ages you, and I don't, I don't mean mm. that in like a, she needs plastic surgery way. I mean that in a the amount, the way that she presents herself is, I think, very older looking very i think she looks older yeah. than i do at 35 years old honestly yeah. mm -hmm. and i don't i don't know the older i get the younger i want to look i just want to look <laughs> right. like do you know just like refreshed yeah just like refreshed now maybe a little dewy girl healthy mm -hmm. that's it do you yeah, know make my shit look dewy and i, I want to get back to that I, and i think that our our age i think we're there mm -hmm. the younger generation i think is still on that 37-year-old divorcee. Yes. They want to grow yeah. up so fast. I'm like, yeah. what you waiting for? No, don't, you, no Just calm don't. down. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't want all these problems. <laughs> no, no. And, and you look crazy. I guarantee if you are doing that in real, IRL, you look insane because it takes a lot of contouring to to make it look like you're reflecting light, girl. I know. When there ain't light I, I reflectors right there. I don't got time for that. You know mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, right. I was like, we, we, we ain't doing that. I was like, my husband got me, and I was like, this is what I look like, and this is what I'm going to look like forever. So, so I don't have I no one else to impress look, right now. He doesn't like it that much when you wear makeup. Maybe he yeah. does. My boyfriend's like, what are you, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Exactly. exactly. He's like, I like you normal. I'm, he's like, he's like, get all over your mask. I'm like, okay, okay, calm down. Like, I have to wear it today, okay? Like, you know, calm her down. My husband's like two feet away. Like, I know. Talking about him like he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> he's my like, husband oh. actually said the other day, he doesn't 
care for when I wear makeup. He's like, you look great. Or he'll just be like, you look the same, you know? Yes, exactly. But he's like, I do miss when you used because I used to wear red lipstick a lot. He's like, I kind of missed that. That was like your signature thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, with the mask, I well, just this can't. is what you get, honey. Yeah, Sorry, this is what, Sorry. <laughs> you got chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> Legally binded to my chapstick wearing ass. Right, right. <laughs> so great. But I, I love that. I love that, um, you know, we get to partner, our partners, our, our life partners understand that we look good in both makeup and no makeup, mm-hmm. you know, and that's very, very important. And especially, again, for our younger generations, because, you know, I feel like they're just so quick to having to look perfect all the time. And mm-hmm. then these young boys are like, oh, no, you don't look like her. So they're so our young, our younger girls are like, Damn, I got I to gotta look like this because he look, he likes this on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. And I'm over here, like, old lady over here, like, you don't have to look like that, baby girl. But also, let me ask but you. you can. Old but, lady over here. but here's the thing. It's like. Granted, we're in New York. It's a different look in New York. Mm-hmm. But I've honestly never met a man that loves a really made-up girl. That's so true. I've never met a man. They all, yeah. like, I every, think that depends a lot, on, uh, for sure, a lot I on think where I'm, you are. I think that you might be right, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just hate that, like, I hate that girls think that that's what men want. When, mm-hmm. like, men just want you, girl. Exactly. They just want you. And maybe you is all made-up, and that's fine also. But, like, you, I don't think... It's just not necessary. Yeah, it's just social media, and it I, really I, that, is. That's, that's all it is. And just the, the extra little pressure that's unnecessary, that's and true. it affects their young, their little mental health. That's you know, true. and it's just like they get so worked up for not having these lips, or not having these brows, it's or so not true. executing that eye look. And yes. I'm like, baby, where are you going where with you that going? ombre? Yes. You know, just yes. go get your brows done. You're good. Yes, honestly. Once your brows are good, you're good. You're good, honestly. That's Don't do it. them yourself also. Maybe don't right. pay $7 either. Oh, Save no. your little coins. For a professional. For a professional. Tell Sorry, us. this just came to my brain. Is there, because I feel like hair removal spans many uh, centuries. In the native world, is there any form of hair removal? Oh no! For the body or for oh, brows yeah, tell or us anything? about your hair. Yeah. I think that, I feel like hair is very important in Native culture. Tell us everything about. Yeah, she's hair. like we oh, keep our hair, yeah. keeping it. Tell us everything. Yes. Yeah, so we're actually told not to cut our hair. Oh. Because our hair um, obviously is like attached to our head, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it actually um, we're told not to cut it because it holds our wisdom, it holds our knowledge, and you, you've seen the iconic little hair bun, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually called tzigil. Um, the, the traditional hair bun I, I have and the string I have it wrapped around has a bigger teaching behind it. Mm-hmm. So men and women in my tribe, we this is the traditional hair that mm-hmm. we all would wear. I like to rock it with my curly hair and all, it doesn't matter, because it embraces and it just pretty much all my goals, my, my dreams, my vision is all wrapped up in here. So wow. when I get ready in the morning, especially when I get ready for that board meeting, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like... When I'm putting my hair up, I'm like, okay, it's go time. It's like yes. my, it's like for me to prepare for like war or something, you know, because wow. it really is. But it's just that moment I have with myself, you know, just collecting my my thoughts, mm. and I feel like that really helps me spiritually and it helps me mentally to prepare to to speak mm-hmm. or to prepare to, you know tell whoever i'm in the boardroom like this is what's up this mm-hmm. is what this is what i want yeah you want it or you not you don't want it 
it's okay. Say yeah. yes or no. You yes. ain't gonna hurt my feelings. I'm gonna keep dealing with it without oh, you. You're a New Yorker girl. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, so what do you mean you're that's not from here? <laughs> so that's that's the reason behind the, um, the TS, and um, we don't cut it because when you cut it, you are cutting away your knowledge, you're cutting away your wisdom. And another thing, it's like our hair. You know, you, we get to chase we chase away the rain if we cut it. And oh. we're on the southwest, so we need the rain, every bit of it, every right. drop. Right. So, and then, like, if you notice, like, the hair falls, mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, rain mm-hmm. and stuff. So, there were, there's so many different stories behind hair. Wow. But the big thing is about um, wisdom, your wow. knowledge, and you don't want to cut that away. Because wow. it's, like, literally attached to your brain. And so, so. like, all your body hair. What about hair? body hair? Yeah, do women uh, remove body hair no, or not traditionally? Not traditionally, you know, because wow. we were, you know, like, way, way back in the day where we were, you know, hunters-gatherers. Mm-hmm. You know, we we had, we just moved with Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. and um, Your I, hair did it, its job. Yeah it, yeah, it kept us warm when we needed it. And yeah. I think now, definitely, you know, <laughs> definitely we do right. to keep up with beauty trends. But back in the day, no. Yeah. Which is, like, I feel like we all just kept our hair back mm-hmm. in the day, like everything, you know? Yeah, so. yeah I guess a lot of, but, I, I, you know, I guess my question stemmed from, like, Egyptians basically oh, yes. invented body wax, body hair removal with wax. You know, mm. with, yeah. So I know that. I think Asia, Asia, the Asia culture too. Yeah, Asian for community. sure. So like many, many years ago. So it's just interesting that so many years ago, people cared or wanted to remove that. Well, it's interesting too when you bring it up like that. These different areas. Well, one is you and I know that I'm speaking very huge generalities right now. Asian people don't have a ton of body hair. Asia, mm-hmm. um, Eastern Asian people that I'll say don't have a ton of body hair. So it's, I imagine that for whatever reason they didn't need it, like their bodies, you know, Mm -hmm. to protect themselves, they didn't need it. Whereas um, here in North America, well, I can't speak of native people are very hairy, but there's a lot of elements. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of elements going on. There's ticks. There's like a lot of shit that, you know what I mean? Like you would really need your body hair to protect, to protect you. And also kind of going back to what we opened the show with speaking of, you know, escaped slaves using Mm -hmm. their hair as ways to like create maps and hide food and all of this. It's so interesting how that I'm sure that's interconnected. I'm sure that was something that was like shared in between groups because that's incredible. That's I, I didn't know that, that that you carry so much pride, weight, history, wisdom. I didn't know there was so much um, interest, not interest. What's the word I'm looking for? Because men traditionally have long hair too. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. And yeah. we, and sacredness, I guess. A lot of yeah. sacredness. And we talk about, you probably see it on social media about the boarding school yes. you know mm-hmm. and how we were forced up. to they were forced to um cut their hair and that was hard and now they're they're um regaining that back of having long hair again mm-hmm. um but you know even that like i try to explain to you know my people at home because they just um, don't understand the whole like black lives matter thing and so mm-hmm. they won't be like oh native lives matter and i was like not right now guys like not right now because yeah. being native and black i feel both sides right at right. the same dang on time right. so it's really really hard right you know i get it it's also harder because there's more of us exactly so we can have a stronger voice Mm-hmm. But but that also I think that one of the cool things about being black and this is changing more and more with each generation is I think that today this hasn't always been the case but I think that today the black youth really understand 
oppression and so they understand mm-hmm. the oppression of all people and so I think that they're more inviting of, of different groups historically for sure it hasn't always been that especially with homosexuality especially mm-hmm. like for sure not but that's the Christian church we won't get into that we're not going there we're not going there today but I think that we have a, a firmer grasp of like if we if one of us is free all of us is free okay and you know for sure that's part of the show like why we wanted to have this show was because it's like look the doors are open let's bring fucking everybody in like mm-hmm. all everybody who's othered come on in they're listening to us let's get these voices going like people are finally they don't have a choice but to listen so let's make our voices as loud as possible look slavery built the entire western world exactly and they could do it because they tried to kill you guys first exactly because so, we, we couldn't do it we kept running away from them and yeah, <laughs> Here, like, excuse me. They were like, ah, oh, dang, these people know where they're going. We can't, right? like, like, they know about the corn, they exactly. know about the pumpkins, exactly. <laughs> they're like, they know how to navigate, and you know, and but uh, unfortunately, yeah, that that that's the truth of our country. You it's, know, it's, it's hard when sad. You're person. It's, it's 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 look, it's easy to put oppressed people against each other because mm-hmm. that's how this all works. Is keep them fighting, and then nobody's gonna look up here. So I, I don't. I understand why Native people would feel like, but we matter too because we've been getting killed for for since day just one. The, exactly, exactly. Since it's like, day one. And there's, as you said it, not me. Seven of us left. Exactly. Like, come on, exactly. that's not funny. It's not, but and it's, it's it's just again, it's just educating and then just getting rid of division. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just trying so hard. Again, like I said, it's some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to be the first. Everybody wants to, but when it comes to be the first, it's a huge responsibility 100%. of how you want to, how you represent people. Like, I walk out my house doors. I represent my Native community. I represent my Black community. Mm-hmm. So I got to be careful exactly how I do it. And I got to step each step strategically mm-hmm. and respectfully. Yes. And that's my main thing is, oh, making sure the bread and who I am you know I represent my people respectfully and correctly yes so you know I I, I do my double check 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 like okay I gotta be political correct mm-hmm. you know I got you know just dot my eyes cross my t's yeah and um just just be authentic and that's the best way I can move forward and and I guess one of my big inspirations is from like Nipsey Hussle Mm. You know, they call me the native nip. I know that's some big shoes to say, <laughs> big build, you know, it's some big that's a big title. Yeah. But it took a while for me to like say that and I didn't understand when people were like telling me that mm-hmm. and I'm like what do you mean and then later on I actually seen it like you gotta step back because I'm in the trenches like people are like oh you built this oh my god but then again after looking at it it's like you know what they're right mm-hmm. and what he did I you know he truly inspired the world mm-hmm. and he was so true to himself and helping build his community mm-hmm. and that's what I just strive to do too was yeah. just help my my community, all sovereign nations, because when you're from the reservation, you have you're up against the same system of oppression. We're up against the same government. We're up we're up against you know our healthcare system is like eh, mm. our school system is like eh, like mm. you know it's the yeah. same on every reservation. But the thing is like when when we're in the hood, we in the same we we're on yeah. the reservation too. Yeah, we're we're regulated. Yeah, so totally. we all understand of you know we're all oppressed. But yeah. it's you know but how do we take off these invisible chains, mm-hmm. you know, let's break them and just move together as one. Mm-hmm. We need each other. Yeah. We can't separate. We need each other more than anything. Cause we are stronger together. I don't. All right. I kind of want to end it on that because it's really beautiful. 
I love that. But I also have a question because I think it's really important just to speak about because we're not speaking about it this that much in this country is uh, the schools. Because you, you brought it up briefly and I know it's a huge topic that I'm mm-hmm. asking you to like wrap up our interview with. No biggie. But a lot of people don't understand really because this is really going on more in Canada than it is. It's, it's happening here also. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about it as much here. And exactly. I know that Canada is coming to they're a little bit further uh, ahead of us in terms of like understanding and coming to um, I guess a grips of their true history mm-hmm. and I don't know that a lot of people really understand what's going on so if you don't mind sort of educating us no problem no problem like I don't have no problem talking about this like in an interview I don't me personally I don't use this topic exactly for my brand brand mm-hmm. like on you know on my posts and stuff of course because of the pain that I could cause my grandma because she's on Facebook Oh. In that, you know, she watches everything. You know, grandmas be on Facebook now, and they oh, that's, watch. That's four I'm telling you, she be up like at two in the morning. I'm like, grandma, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Does grandma listen to podcasts? Girl, okay. yeah. She listens to everything. Okay. Well, she, but she's good. She's good. <laughs> but she understands, and she knows what, what my work is doing, what I'm doing. She only ex- told us the story once mm. because, you know, it was very painful for her to tell her story mm-hmm. and and it goes it's not me just my grandma it goes to like my mom mm-hmm. my mom went to school in catholic school and you know getting mistreated by um the nuns and stuff like it's like we have a love-hate relationship with the catholic church right now especially now more than anything but um it was really hard um about her story um she couldn't she went to the um phoenix indian school mm-hmm. and they te- they tore it down mm-hmm. I, they probably knew what's up. They yeah. probably saw the future coming. They're like, let's tear this down right quick. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she went there. Um, she experienced, you know, the whole soap in the mouth because she couldn't speak her tongue, her native language. They mm. cut her hair short. They tattooed her hand with the, her ID number. Mm. Um, that's why she refused us to have tattoos mm-hmm. and being away from her from her family. Mm-hmm. And um, my grandpa, he had a different story. He hid. <laughs> Good for him. Yes, he did. He hid. Yeah. Um, so his other siblings, they went to, to boarding school, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. So he was telling us a story about how his mom, like, hit him mm-hmm. or how he ran up in the hills well, when they came. So when they, when they the, it is true, these soldiers, they came to the, to the homes and took the kids. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stories that have been told where the kids actually hid or they went out in the mountains to hide until the coast was clear mm-hmm. my grandfather didn't go to school mm-hmm. my grandma did she really pushed education mm-hmm. and she knew that it was the the key to success to be successful in life mm-hmm. so she was very very hard on us about, about that my grandpa you know he carried on our traditional way of life with the sheep herding corn um the gardening everything mm-hmm. you know traditional ceremonies and my grandma balanced it with school Mm-hmm. So at a very young age, we balance both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, what is happening right now is, you know, a lot of people don't, didn't, they think that, well, it's actually in our treaties. Mm. So when we signed a treaty from the Long Walk, um, our leaders said, okay, yes, we'll let our children learn the American way of life. Mm. So at the age of five, they will be taken. Okay. So they had to go to school mm-hmm. for us to go back to our homeland. That wow. we call the Navajo Nation. Wow. So they, were like, they are like pretty much, pretty much, yes, that's the, in so many from. ways. And that's, you know, a lot of us, because the government wanted us to be like them. Mm-hmm. 
in the whole, you guys probably heard this, this, this theory, um, save the man, kill the Indian. Mm. And that's exactly what they tried to do. Mm-hmm. But what they, what they didn't know that, like, we were going to carry on regardless. And that, you know, that's why I'm very, 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 very adamant about being authentic because that I'm just doing something that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm carrying on a language that was my people, my ancestors, my grandma, you know, my grandparents, that they were punished to speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I carry my who I am with my, my, my jewelry, my hair bun to represent that on a major level, on a bigger mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Like all that you have sacrificed is not wasted. Mm-hmm. I'm going to carry it on. Yeah, it is hard. Um, I have like a love-hate relationship of like talking about it or seeing other people talk, you know, use it as a platform sometimes. But, you know, that's their way of educating the world. Mm-hmm. But the world needs to understand like it's, you know, it's something that we just never really talked about. It's too, yeah. It's, it's really hard. It's still, we're still healing from it. Yes. Like it's, it's, it wasn't that long ago. It was your grandmother, mm-hmm. your parents. It was not that long yeah. ago. Um, <laughs> like your grandma's still here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not that long ago. But, you know, I try to explain to my people too. Like the best way I can explain it is, you know, uh, our, my, on my black side, you know, 500 years of slavery. Mm-hmm. Like the, my people forget, like we weren't just black people. Mm-hmm. We were tribes. We mm-hmm. were kings, warriors, queens, princesses, whatever you want to call it. Like, mm-hmm. we had tribes. We had a language. We had culture. We had everything, too. Mm-hmm. But they whipped it out of us for 500 years. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, guys, we're more than just hip-hop. Yeah. You know, we're more yeah. than a trend. We're more than all the slang and style that the whole world craves. Totally. But, and oh. also, we are those things because those things are American because we had to make those things okay. because you took everything from us. Literally. Mm-hmm. So we had to create our own, our, our own, own culture. culture. Girl. Thank you so, 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 so much for sharing that with us because it's... <sighs> representation is important that's what we keep saying but until you know these are stories that people have never heard before i'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are probably hearing that for the first time like oh they took these children from their homes and punished them for doing their own culture for for speaking their language for and like the levels of trauma the generations of trauma that that goes down to is so fucking deep and then you, and then you fast forward now and you know, you have major corporations loving our prints, yes. loving our way of life. And it's like, yes. So now it's cool. Yes. Come on now. Come yes. on. Yes. This gave us a big old slap in the face. Like, what? Yes. You tried to kill us. You Literally. Yes. Literally. But yeah, we're here. I mean, but it's, you, you made a really great point. It's like in, you know, in the Black Lives Matter movement, like my, I realized like, oh my God, black history is, that was my parents. They lived through it. Like our civil rights movement was what our parents lived through every single day. Mm-hmm. So for one generation away to have this huge revolution is incredible, but it's also so, like I understand why my mom never wanted to watch Malcolm X. I was like, mom, it's not history. Girl, Spike Lee, it's Denzel, what you mean? She's like, I can't relive that. I lived through that. Like, don't ask me to rewatch that. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing for you, except now we're uncovering bodies of children exactly. that were killed. It's off. I'm sorry to bring that up no, again, but it, I just need true. like the listeners to understand the extent to which how devastating and like just so fucked up this is. is. And we pretend like it didn't happen. Exactly. Imagine all the little souls that 
innocent souls that just never was able to come home. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around it. And, you know, like other issues happening of, you know, human trafficking. I mean, they're mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, it's happening. Like, uh, that they already did that. Yeah. They it's already been did happening. that. They've been, they've been doing that. Yeah. Now people are learning. Now people are learning. Now they will know. Yes. Especially now that I know that not everyone even learned about native people. Yes. In elementary school. Not yes. that it should just be a small topic that you learn about for once October, once yeah. in October and once in November. No, right. these are, but yes. I feel at least grateful that I got to know your people existed. Mm. There are, I'm, kind of figuring out in my head now there are probably people who didn't know until they became adults mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or because yeah. it's like this cartoon I, this cartoon <laughs> this cartoon until he met that fine like, woman you know like, exactly right he's like oh wait you, black people th- this is the same thing that Tava was telling us like black people are like wait native people exist when, mm-hmm. remember when oh Tava my god like, okay so yes. I have a client Tava she um, her dad is native and they're, they're creek I think yeah okay and um, she lives in Brooklyn and she was at a coffee shop not too long ago and um oh i guess when she went to give the guy it was the owner of the coffee shop she went to give him he was black her card to pay he was like oh how do you pronounce your name like oh where's this name from it's so pretty and she said and he was like you're like a real native person and she's like and then he just kept giving me free stuff like he wouldn't let her pound cake and i was like yeah it's because black people were like native people they did you dirty then they did you it's even worse here's some pound cake like it can't even finish the sentence just like it chokes up in your mind because you're just like here's somebody who has it even worse than us please take some pound cake i'm so sorry (laughs) what can we do his mind was blown blown but i think it's because especially like as you know in another oppressed group who technically like we're at the bottom of the totem pole it's like wait the totem pole goes underground girl there's oh totem poles also also, i think that is that is that is is, that's on the east uh the (laughs) west coast i didn't even realize i think it's like the black history that i learned also in elementary school and throughout middle school and high school and it's like i mean that was just scratching the very surface yeah i didn't learn the real shit until I went and looked for it. Yeah. Mm. What did they as say? As an adult. They said, uh, Rosa Parks sat down, Martin Luther King Jr. got shot. And, and then, then racism, yeah. and then was, racism over. was over. And then racism was Because that is how oh, it was no. taught. Exactly. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Oh, God. I know. We just got to redo this whole, like, yeah. education is so important. Yes. And it's just, you know, it all starts from home. It all starts right mm-hmm. here also. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Because honestly, Alex was a great example. It's like when all of this was happening, I was just like, yeah, I just always kind of thought that people, white people who weren't racist learned that in their home. And she was like, I, she's like, my parents didn't say anything to me about like black people. She's like, I learned everything. Alex went out of her way to learn about other cultures, you know, and to make herself not even an ally, but a solidar a, a solid, what are you? Real quick, this is what happened. When I was 19, I left my parents' house. I moved to Bushwick to move in with my boyfriend at the time and a couple friends. And we were just involved with a lot of people who acknowledged that we were moving, number one, into a neighborhood of people who are not white. We were moving into their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was mostly Puerto Rican and Dominican. And then we had friends who lived in Bed-Stuy. It was mostly a black neighborhood. But also, and a lot of these people were a little older than me, and they, this is really cool. So a couple people created this community space called the 123 Space. It doesn't exist anymore, but it existed in Bed-Stuy, and they really made it for the community. They would have free classes for children, things like that. And I think that that's where my mind, I started learning. Mm -hmm. Like, not that I thought black people were bad, but 
yeah, that it definitely people tried to teach me that over the years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, they're not bad. They just don't have fucking resources that I got to have my whole life. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started to learn and started to read and learn from other people. But I'm still fucking learning, you know, like I've had to unlearn things that I was. We all have. Mm-hmm. You know. We all have, because that's what America does. But totally. I brought that up because this is uh, my my other white husband, Alex, and <laughs> <laughs> it isn't always just in the home. I think it's it's podcasts like this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's having conversations where these are three intelligent women from three different, completely different backgrounds who are talking about the same thing and can see eye to eye and can respect each other and can be wrong and can maybe feel like, oh shit, we feel guilt, right? Like that's mm-hmm. this whole thing is white guilt, but. But still have the conversation and still mm-hmm. come out and just be like, how can we do better? How can we be more empathetic? How can we be better members of this like global community? Mm-hmm. And like that's that time in my life taught me. That's how I started to create like a different narrative in my head. I love that. I think I love that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And this, we need more people like you, babe. You're amazing. There are a lot of people that I've met like over the years, like the people who created that space. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that was really important to them to give first of all give back to people in the community because we're like Mm -hmm. we came and moved into your fucking neighborhood you know yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and um also you know and we learn this more and more but like i okay i guess when we lived in queens i had friends of from you know all different countries but when i was close to 10 we moved to long island and i was mostly around white people and so i of course i didn't know much about anyone else and like what they went through or what obstacles they faced that I didn't so it was obviously like mind-blowing to me to be like they've been fucking lying (laughs) fucking lying to me no people of other races didn't do anything things have been done to them and that's why things are the way they are but I don't think that gets to happen to everyone so exactly yeah but here we are we're trying to that's why we have to spread the word of a lot of these things yes, because exactly. we have a platform that also not everyone gets to have. Totally. And, mm-hmm. um, but we have incredible listeners also that are listeners. so fucking empathetic and like who mm-hmm. crave information like this and conversations like this. Yeah. And like tell like I just saw a review today. She was like, I told my therapist and my friends yeah. to listen to this episode <laughs> oh and goodness. I'm coming back to listen again. So I like, love it. you know, people who like truly are trying to make a difference. Like those are who our listeners are. And so we're so grateful to have people like you come and just be so open and honest and candid and funny and lovely <laughs> to share your journey with us. And let's all go buy her products. Yes. yes. <laughs> Will you tell everybody how they can support you, the websites, the addresses, whatever Instagrams. you want to tell everybody, the Instagram. Yes, yes. We're on all social media platforms at Asha Beauty. That's A-H- S-H-I beauty and you can go to my website 24-7 we don't close um, <laughs> to ashabeauty.com also follow our sister page Lasatch Coffee that's L-A-C-H-A-C-H coffee and go to lasatchcoffee.com get your coffee fix I'm telling you I'm the coffee queen <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> on Instagram too yeah, y'all yeah. so definitely um, I appreciate you guys and I appreciate we're all family yeah you know we're yeah. we're five finger beings like yeah. there's only one race and that's a human race and yeah. you know and that's what we're here just to unite, unite the world through the power of beauty and coffee like yes. let's stay caffeinated yes, yes. <laughs> the two things that we all love really the best Honestly. beauty and coffee you call it's genius because i'd never thought of it before but you're absolutely right like beauty and coffee is legit what the world runs on mm-hmm. i mean for it yeah it's I'm true for it i love it Thank you.
Guys, hope you loved that. Hope you learned a shit ton. I'm sure that you did. I did. I did, for sure. I I mean, also, I'm so curious. Those of you who grew up in the U.S. especially, did any of you, who didn't learn about Native people mm-hmm. in school? I'm curious. Yeah. Or who did? I'm just, I'm just curious to know where you're from and if you learned about them during any of your history classes. Totally. And I think that, you know, it's really hard to hear the truth, right? It's really hard, I think, to be... Look, it's exhausting being woke. I talk about this all the time. It's fucking exhausting. It's hard. You've got to do the work. You've got to look within yourself. You've got to ask yourself really hard questions and tell mm-hmm. the truth. And, and feeling empathy. Empathy is very tiring. Yes, exactly. And so this was a conversation that I really feel that we needed to have, especially because a lot of you guys reached out to us after you know we had somebody on the show a while back who said who made like an offhanded joke, quote unquote joke, regarding native people that was really, really hurtful because we didn't understand the culture that we were speaking of. And we didn't understand the history of these people and the hurt and the trauma that we're all, you know, like it or not, we're a part of because we're all really on stolen land. And until that's kind of rectified, until we start talking about this, until we start telling these stories, you know, I don't know. A lot of people are going to continue to be hurt and we're just going to walk around being ignorant. And it's, you know, we're the anti that. We're the anti-ignorance mm-hmm. podcast. So like it or not, you're welcome. You just learned a shit ton of truth today. And so did I, honestly. Also, that was our first IRL interview. Yeah. I loved it. It was so she nice was feeling. real life with her lovely husband. Yes. It was great to really connect with somebody beyond just the screen and be... Mm-hmm you know, in the flesh. And it was just great. I just loved this conversation. Loved it, loved it. Hope you guys did too. Again, email us. Yes. I want to know about what you were taught. Totally. Tell us about your experience. Yeah. Um, You know where to find us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the gram. You can find us on the gram at truebeautybrokenpodcast. You know what else you guys could do? We haven't haven't done this in a while. (gasps) Do it. You could rate, review, subscribe. Hey, rate, review, subscribe. Hey, hey, hey. You guys could rate, review, and subscribe she to our show. She does a great dance while she sings that. I know. I wish one day you'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. We actually just, oh, guys, all these things are happening today. <laughs> we hired a great new assistant, a podcast assistant. She's fucking one of us. She's fabulous. She's a murderino, but she's going to come help us so we can dig through all these listener letters. Send us your listener letters. It's just, today's a great day. We're excited to be just surrounded by incredible people like you guys. We love you. And we love the show. And we love hearing from you. So write us. Gram us. That's it. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. This has been a COC BK production. Produced by us. Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our engineer is Bart Tripoli. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. Our photos, hair, and makeup are by Sabrina and Joe Holdsworth. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com/ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Exactly right